Fixing the Penguins' defense has to start by trading Jeff Petrie. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Penguins to Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Obviously, the 2022-2023 Pittsburgh Penguins disappointed in many ways. Missing the playoffs for the first time since 2006 is probably the icing on the cake for what was a disappointing season for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Not to say that it was all negative, but at the end of the day, the goal is to make the playoffs and make a run at a Stanley Cup. And the Penguins just flat out didn't do that. As a result, Ron Hextall's gone, Brian Burke's gone, Chris Pryor's gone, and I'm not going to be surprised when a handful of names, players at this point, are also gone in a couple months. One name that should join that list is Jeff Petrie. Jeff Petrie's first season in Pittsburgh failed to meet the expectations that were brought on him when he was traded here. It took a while for him to get adjusted to the new team, which I don't blame him. I don't blame any player for that because when you've played for one team for so long, like he did in Montreal, to come over to a new team, a new program, a new defensive structure, a new defensive partner, it's going to take some time. So I don't hold that against him, especially because after that, he had a pretty decent stretch there from about early to mid-November. I'm going to say late November. It took him about six weeks, seven weeks to get his feet wet with the Penguins. So late November through December was a month of very, very good play from Jeff Petrie. And to no one's surprise, it coincided with the best stretch of hockey the Pittsburgh Penguins played all season long. Because he was performing well. Tristan Jari was performing well. The whole team was really clicking between late November and late December. But then, of course, he missed most of the back half of the season due to injuries. Every time he came back into the lineup, we were told, hey, this is the Penguins record with Jeff Petrie. This is the Penguins record without Jeff Petrie. It wasn't really because of Jeff Petrie. It just happened that his injury was part of a list of circumstances that caused the Pittsburgh Penguins to struggle. Because shortly after Jeff Petrie got injured, Chris Letang was injured once again. Tristan Jari was injured. All of these other things happened at the same time. So yes, the Penguins' record with Jeff Petrie was better than the Penguins' record without Jeff Petrie. Wasn't really due to him. After he came back from injury... He never really quite got back up to speed. But again, he's an older player in the NHL. It's going to take him a little bit longer to get back up to speed. And he just didn't have the time to do it at the end of the season. So it was an up and down year for his first year in Pittsburgh. All in all, I'm not going to say he was a horrible defenseman. Because he was not a horrible defenseman. But the defense as a whole was not better off at 5-on-5. In 2022, the Pittsburgh Penguins, over the entire season, had a 2.33 expected goals allowed per every 60 minutes. That was good for 6th in the NHL. 6th. And that takes away goaltending, 
that's team defense, but that takes away goaltending. In 2023, they went up to 2.7. And I know what you're going to say. Oh, that's only a jump of about 0.4 goals allowed per game, or at least expected goals allowed per game. That was enough to drop the Penguins from 6th to 21st in the National Hockey League. Well below league average. The actual goals against, the Penguins had 154 in 2022, 173 in 2023. Now, you can account goaltending into that, but regardless, it is another significant drop from 10th last season to 19th this season. And the thing that happened in between that was a retooling by Ron Hextall of the Blue Line. Jeff Petrie was the golden goose of last offseason for the Penguins' Blue Line. But that retooling didn't save any money. It just made the Penguins older and slower and worse. In 2022, the Penguins' cap hit for defense was $25.45 million. If you remember, everybody said, we can't keep paying all of these defensemen $4 million. Matheson, Marino, Dumoulin, Pedersen, all making $4 million. Latang was still making over $7.2 million. And people said, this is an expensive blue line. You can't keep paying this much on the blue line because you need to supplant the rest of the lineup. It's not like Ron Hextall saved a bunch of money by switching things up last offseason. The cap hit for the top six defensemen in the Pittsburgh Penguins this season, $24.05 million, a savings of $1.4 million. Oh yeah, and let's not forget, Chris Letang took a $1.15 million pay cut last summer. So really... The only effective changes, not financial, did not get better on the ice. You just got older and slower. And Jeff Petrie was the centerpiece of that. I will say the strategy behind bringing Petrie in was sound. Right? The purpose, besides obviously the truculence and big body defensemen while still being able to move the puck, all the stuff we were peddled last season by Brian Burke, mainly because Ron Hextall didn't talk that much to the media. But Brian Burke in the media last summer was saying, you know, we want to get bigger on the backside, protect our net front better, didn't happen, and still be able to move the puck. It, It didn't, in practice, work out. But the strategy behind Petrie himself was sound. Get somebody that has been a minutes eater somewhere else to come in, play the right side under Chris Letang and lower his ice time to a more human level. Because Chris Letang throughout his career, for the most part, hasn't had a great number two underneath him on the right side. At least not somebody with the pedigree of Jeff Petrie. Jeff Petrie was a top-pairing defenseman in Montreal. They bring him to Pittsburgh, say you're in a reduced role. I put that in air quotes to try and take some of the load off of Chris Letang because they're trying to protect their investment. They just signed him for six years at $6 million. They're trying to protect that investment. They want him to make it to the end of that contract and still be the Chris Letang that he is. Not going to get that way playing 30 minutes a night, so what do you do? You protect your investment, you bring in Jeff Petrie. I get that, and that part itself worked. Chris Letang averaged 24 minutes and 51 seconds of ice time in 2022-23. 
His second lowest total since 2013-14. So in theory, it worked. But Petrie's ability to transition the puck out of the defensive zone and lead breakouts was also a valued part of his skill set and a valued part of why the Penguins traded Mike Matheson for him. That part never really materialized as much as the Penguins would have hoped. You saw glimpses of it. You saw flashes of it. I'm not going to say it was absent from his game, but I will say it was certainly not there to the extent that the Penguins would have hoped. To the extent that I would have hoped when they brought him in and when they were talking about what he would bring to the team. At the end of the day, Jeff Petrie was just another example of Ron Hextall creating cap flexibility with his roster moves. He moved out John Marino in his four-plus million-dollar contract. Mike Matheson in his four-plus million-dollar contract opened up over $8 million of cap space, but did not fill it correctly. Obviously, the latest example is a reason why he got fired, and that's Mikhail Granlund. He did it again with Jeff Petrie. Now, Petrie, much more valuable than Mikhail Granlund all season long. That's not saying much. Looking back, hindsight is 2020, but Jeff Petrie took the place of John Marino in 2022-23. I know he was traded for Matheson, but he took the roster spot of John Marino, played in the position of John Marino. Let's compare those two players. Petrie played 61 games, Marino 64. So both of them, similar sample size. Petrie outscored Marino, had 31 points. Marino had 18. But shot attempts, 51.84% for Petrie, 52.81% for Marino. Slightly better. Actual goals for versus goals allowed. Went on the ice at 5-on-5, Jeff Petrie... And the Penguins scored 51 goals and allowed 49. Marino didn't create as much offense when on the ice. 44 goals. So 7 less than Petrie at 5-on-5. Five five, but also allowed 12 less goals at 5-on-5 five five in 3 more games played. Allowed only 37 goals as a member of the New Jersey Devils this season. Now, again, goaltending comes into play there. Not going to say Vitek Vanacek and Mackenzie Blackwood were that much better throughout the entire season. I will say the Devils defensively were much better than the Pittsburgh Penguins the entire season. This is one of the reasons. And then, of course, you look at expected goals for, which everybody loves to do with defensemen. 53.94% for Jeff Petrie. 54.29% for John Marino. So in most categories, Marino was just a step ahead of Jeff Petrie while also being five plus years younger than him and two plus million dollars cheaper than him. It didn't work. It didn't work. So yes, Jeff Petrie is a half decent NHL defenseman still. Yes, he's still a top four defenseman at his age for what he brings, for what he's getting paid, the Pittsburgh Penguins should move on. They're going to need to retool this defense. I told you how much their analytics dropped, how much their statistics dropped, their performance dropped. You have to retool this defense for a second straight offseason. 
because the general manager that was in here last offseason didn't do it correctly. Now, Brian Dumlin and Dmitry Kulikov should fall off the cap this summer, which will create roughly $5.2 million in cap space. That's going to help, right? It's going to open up the door for Ty Smith to potentially play a lot more at the NHL level next year, which is good. Hopefully create some offense, speed up the back end of the Penguins' blue line. But that's not going to be enough to fix this defense, or at least to significantly improve this defense. Trading Jeff Petrie should be the start of the overhaul on defense. Combine that with the Dumoulin trade, or sorry, the Dumoulin leaving in free agency with Dmitry Kulikov leaving in free agency. It's a lot of age out the door that you need to fill correctly. Now, I don't know who the general manager is. Nobody does at this moment in time. But whoever it is will hopefully fill that spot better than the guy who previously sat in that chair. You could build the defense around Latang, Pedersen, Smith, Joseph. Ruda is an expendable piece, but at $2.75 million, I don't believe that it would be crazy to see Jan Ruda start the season as the second pairing defenseman behind Chris Latang on the right side. Now, is that perfect? No, it's not. If you do move Jeff Petrie and you don't bring back a defenseman in return, which obviously that's the other part of this, takes two to tango, somebody else is going to want to have to take that contract and you're going to have to see what has to come back in return. Because at the end of the day, it's trading a problem away. So it's not going to be cheap and you might have to take somebody else's problem on. But if they move Petrie and it doesn't bring in another defenseman, this is what you essentially have moving forward. Pedersen Latang, Smith Ruda. Smith's a RFA will have to resign. I don't see him making much over what he's making now, which is about a million dollars. Joseph Ruweedel. Currently, that would cost $15.5 million as your base defense. You can add from there. I would say top four left-hand defensemen would probably be better. Pedersen Latang is a fine top pairing, right? Get them a little bit more time together. That's a fine top pairing. Smith Ruda as a second pairing. Not sure how much I trust that. So that's why I say get somebody to put in Smith's spot right there. And then let Smith and Joseph battle it out for that last spot. Maybe find another league men. One to two million dollar defenseman on a short-term deal to fill Rue Weedle's spot. But what I'm saying is that's a $15 million base. $10 million under what you're doing now. And you add from there. It's not much worse than what you saw in 2022-23. So trading Jeff Petrie should be the beginning of another overhaul on defense. I hate that I'm saying it because we did it last season watching the Pittsburgh Penguins. We said, all right, they're going to overhaul their defense. They're going to try something new. That something new failed. So now they're going to have to try something new once again. And it has to be a success this time because you can't keep doing it every single offseason. Better goaltending will help. I'll say that as well. Because we know Tristan Jari, apart from a couple of stretches during the season was not good enough. Casey DeSmith as a starter was not good enough when he was filling in for Jari. So better goaltending will help, but the Penguins cannot continue to pay a premium like they have been 
for below average defense. That's going to be it for this episode of Penguins to Go. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins. Make sure you subscribe, like the video if you're watching it currently, turn on notifications because we have content coming out every single day, even in the offseason. Or if you don't like watching on YouTube, you can listen to us anywhere you get your podcast from. But that's it for this one. Have a good Wednesday, Pens fans.